and welcome to Public Hearing. I'm Trice Brown. And I'm Caroline Craig. And uh, this week we're here back again with more city council coverage. Uh, we're also discussing something that we basically discussed previously. What area is it again, Caroline? Um, it's that area on Heath Road near uh, State Highway 147. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was part of the focus, 280 focused focus area study thing that they had going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they took this about 44 acres out um, yeah. out of that plan. Right. And so in Tuesday's meeting, they voted trying to figure out what to do with that land. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll be right back. Hey, this is Collins Keith, podcast writer for The Plainsman. If you like this podcast and would like to support the organization and our team, you can visit our website at theplainsman.com and click on the button in the upper right-hand corner that says Donate. You'll be supporting over 127 years of local, editorially independent journalism right here at Auburn. Thank you so much in advance, and now back to the show. So, Caroline, um, they have they previously voted on the Highway 280 study, but they took out this parcel of land because they just had no idea what to do with it. And on at Tuesday's meeting, they tried to figure out what to do. What did they want to do going into the meeting? Yeah, so the guy that owns the land wanted to do um, have a subdivision and basically do the same thing that they already tried to do with the focus study group, was change um, the acreage from rural to, um, in the plan they called it limited residential, but here they're calling it um, large lot residential district, I believe. Yes. So it's basically the same thing. It would just change it to one acre lots of, um, mm. as a minimum. Right. Because right now the minimum lot size is three acres. Yes. Okay. Um, and so this guy pretty much owns this almost 45 acres of land. Mm-hmm. Um, and he can pretty much do anything he wants with it. Yeah. Um, but he's choosing, he wanted to pre-zone it, which is what they had to vote on first. And then they would move on to voting on annexing it so they mm. had to talk about pre-zoning it first but they ultimately uh, denied that so okay so what what do you mean pre-zoning what is pre-zoning um it's kind of like a preliminary like talk about what you want to do with the property basically mm-hmm. discussing um you know moving it from rural to um limited large lot residential okay. um, and talking about you know what the subdivision would look like and stuff like that okay before it gets annexed into the city yes okay so saying like this this is what it would be please come join us yes <laughs> okay cool so what was like the response like from the people who were in the meeting what were like some of the hurdles that uh they had to jump through to in in the meeting yeah so um i think it was ledge nettles i think great mm-hmm. name first of all yeah. Um, <laughs> he was speaking on behalf of the owner of the property. Um, and so at the previous meetings um, that we talked about, people had mentioned how much, how much traffic there is. Like there's mailboxes. You have to stop every few feet for the bus. Um, mm-hmm. And so these people actually came and responded because they had missed that meeting. Um, he, he was saying basically refuting the idea that there was a lot of traffic there. Um, and so quite a few people stood up for the public hearing saying, you know, we haven't experienced the traffic that other people have. Um, we think this would be great for our community if you changed it to large lot residential, um, things like that. Okay. Uh, so you're saying that these people, they weren't there at the other meeting, but at, cause at the old meeting, they were talking all the time about how, like, you know, if you change this from rural to large lot residential, then the traffic's going to get so much work. Because, I mean, like, as you, I guess, you know, for those who 
aren't super aware, like the what's significant about changing the, the minimum lot size from a minimum of three acres to one acre is that now you can have tripled the amount of lots and therefore people in an area. So there's like areas become more dense, they have more traffic, more demand on public utilities and things like that. Yeah. Um, I think the number that was thrown out that they were approximating was about 30 to 34 families or Mm -hmm. lots would fit within that area. Um, And pretty much they were saying that this is arterial road, Mm -hmm. 30 to 34 would pretty much be under that limit of people traveling that road because there is a limit to be considered an arterial road. And that's, Mm -hmm. I think, about 1,300 people traveling on that road a day. Okay. Um, And they're saying that 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 wouldn't happen if you had that many people. But um, the council member, Witten, she actually said that, you know, 30 to 34 people would be a lot um, adding to that area, which would be good for the school system, but um, not traffic-wise. Okay. So they... Traffic is, in some residents' minds, not as big as a problem as it was made out to be, uh, which was one of like the, the chief concerns that was previously brought as to why this area can't be made into a large residential. So, you know, they, they tried to present at this meeting. What was the result of that vote? What happened? Yeah, so there was a lot of discussion um, that went into, um, after the people had spoken, quite a few people had spoken up, I think maybe five or six came up to speak in support. Um, and then after that, the council members discussed their thoughts on it. Um, and so they ultimately went into a 4-4 tie. Hmm. Um, so four voting yes, four voting no to change it from uh, rural to LLRD. Yes, exactly. Um, and so they had discussed this at the planning commission, and then the planning commission said you need um, an 8-1 vote in order for this to go through, or at least a majority either way to either pr- approve or deny. Mm-hmm. Um, and so according to Megan Crouch, um, a 4-4 tie ultimately denies that vote because mm. there is no majority. Yeah. Okay. So it didn't uh, become large lot residential or it wasn't you know, pre-made into uh, large lot residential. What are some of the reasons for that? Are there like any other like problems? Like what were the counselors worried about? Um, so Kelly Griswold was asked to pass on from people who couldn't be there. Um, mm-hmm. They were objecting to it um, about the traffic, obviously, right. um, and the septic. And he felt that, mm. um, you know, that since there are they are outside the city, they are not available to the public sewer system that the mm. city provides to them. Yeah. Um, so they would be on septic tanks and, um, you know, in the 34 lots um, within that area is a lot, a lot of septic. Yeah. Um, so they were concerned, you know, what 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 would happen if that goes wrong mm. um, and how would the city have to deal with that? And a lot of people were concerned, you know, we don't really want to live off septic yeah. all the time. Um, and then I think Beth Witten, she talked about the infrastructure and pretty much saying, I think that area of land was not ready for that type of infrastructure and that we should keep it the way it was and mm. basically reiterating reiterating um, what Kelly Griswold had said and his concerns. Mm. I no idea there's so much went into expanding a community like this. Yeah. yeah. So you're saying that because, I mean, this community or I guess theoretical community uh, is already off of, it's like already outside of the city limits so it's also out of the range of the public sewer system. Mm-hmm. So if you were to build uh, all of these homes here and, you know, increase the density, 
then it would become even even worse, I guess. Like there would be there'd be a lot more, you know, people on the septic system yeah. that they have that they have to rely on in that area. And who knows? That's yeah, they were tossing a lot of theoreticals around about, um, mm-hmm. you know, what would they do with water management and sewer systems and stuff. And yeah. it was like, you know, what if we built like a water tower and like um, wells and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it goes into a lot of yeah. planning about, you know, what we should put here and what makes yeah. what makes a sustainable, you know, subdivision for Auburn. What a headache. <laughs> it was a lot to take in. Okay, Caroline, so the city denied uh, the request to pre-zone it as a large lot residential. Um, but that still leaves the question of, you know, is it the city going to annex the property? I mean, this you said this one guy owns it all. What did he, what did he have to say if they weren't going to do that? Um, yeah, so they actually had two ordinances for the same property, um, and so... They were required to look at the pre-zoning first before they went and moved on to the annexing ordinance. Mm -hmm. Um, And so basically after they denied, they checked with uh, Mr. Nettles and they said, you know, do you want to go through with the annexation? Um, And he said, no, we would not want to do that. Um, So it's not going to be annexed. um, And basically, since it was denied, this guy uh, can do whatever he wants with the property. Yeah. Um, since the city only has authority over subdivisions, mm. um, they don't really have authority over anything else that's outside the city limits, so they can't really, yeah. you know, say what else he's going to do with it. <laughs> yeah, so now it's just up to him yeah. to figure out what he wants. Yeah, pretty much. He has 45 acres to do whatever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, what else uh, happened at the meeting of importance? Um, so in the consent agenda, they had two large investments that mm-hmm. um, Mayor Einders wanted to highlight. Um, and so these are pretty much capital investments on, um, I think, a Korean manufacturer for Kia and Hyundai, mm-hmm. um, Shinwa, um, which it's already operating here, but um, with the help of Auburn and the city, um, they are now able to um, get in these new medical equipment, these new capital event equipment investments, um, mm-hmm. and expand their building. Um, and so this is going to be really helpful for the community. And then the other one is SIO2, um, which works exclusively with Moderna. Okay. Um, and so they pretty much create these glass medical supplies, the glass vials for the Moderna and the vaccine. Um, and so basically the same thing, they get a capital equipment investment and a building expansion, um, and they're going to be developing this new injection thing for the vaccine and like a portable in- injection for the vaccine oh. with their product. So that would yeah. be super good um, for the city. Right. Yeah. Bring, bring in a lot of money. Do you know like how much uh, each of these projects would like be bringing in? Yeah. So the first one... Um, was about $70 million, and that would create 48 new jobs. And okay. then the other one was about, was it upwards of $100 million? Yeah, $123 million. And then there's, um, Megan Crouch said outside of that, there are other pieces to that not included in that budget. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's like she said $170 other million dollars that mm. will be going into this, um, and that creates also creates 40 new jobs um, for Auburn 
Yeah. Um, and so it's a lot, a lot of money that they're putting into it. Um, yeah, really expanding like the manufacturing sector of Auburn. Yeah, it really it's a big improvement for the manufacturing sector, um, and it'll it'll bring in a lot of money too, mm. um, even with all the money that we're putting into it. Right, and then all that money is going to to help the city of Auburn in a lot of ways. Yeah. So, um, was it the economic director? Yeah, Mr. Dunlap. Mm-hmm. Um, he explained that um, the property taxes, ad valorem taxes that they would get from expanding um, the building expansions for these investments mm. would bring in um, like $1.3 million. Oh, wow. Um, and that would ultimately help the city schools here. We could put them back into the city schools, and that number is just annually. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, so um, he said the product pretty much – this this investment will be good for up to about eight years and even beyond that. So, I mean, 1.3 million annually for eight years is a lot of money to yeah. put it back into the city schools. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you said it's ad valorem taxes, but ad valorem is basically just one of the you know the biggest. An ad valorem tax is essentially in this case property taxes. Um, so that's just you know the fancy yeah. word for that, I guess. Yeah. The most common, I think, would be a property tax. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's just a ton of money bringing in <laughs> yeah. for, that's kind of insane just how like everything builds upon, uh, each other, but good news for the city, for the manufacturers and for our city school system. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a big investment. You don't think about how much, um, an investment in a large company like this would be helpful to the city, but it really mm. is. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Carolyn. You did a great job on this story. Always stellar coverage of City Council. Uh, from the Auburn Plainsman, this has been Public Hearing. I'm Trice Brown. And I'm Caroline Craig. And we will see you not next week, but in two weeks um, because Thanksgiving break. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Bye. See ya. <laughs>